There was one service that I was in, and the pastor just said, we just need to be silent before the Lord. And the first minute, you could feel the tension in the room. It was thick. It's like, what are we supposed to do? Am I supposed to look at the person in front of me and look at their hair color? Then you're starting to think, oh, man, yeah, there's the, uh, the connection card. Well, I'm, I'm kind of new. Maybe I'm supposed to fill that out. By a minute, maybe three, you're kind of like fidgeting. You might be thinking of other things. And finally, maybe by the fifth minute, you actually are saying, God, here I am. We're going to talk about that silence and solitude. And honestly, I'm going to be so bold in saying God likes the tension of being in silence with him and solitude. We're going to take a look at Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus and the quiet place. Let's go ahead and turn there. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is always written. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came to attend him. It says later on that that Satan looked for a more opportune time. There was a moment where the enemy's like, I cannot get to him. I cannot get to him. In verse 1, it says, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. We don't like this idea that the Spirit of the Lord would even lead us to a place where we would have to strive to press into the presence. That we'd actually have to work through something. For the majority of my life, I have lived in the, the spirit of faith movement. I've lived in the Pentecostal flow, in the Pentecostal stream, the gifts of the Spirit. One of the things I might say that could be a disservice is we say the Spirit would lead me. Where I'm only going to do this if the Spirit moves me. But I can't allow that to dissuade me from actually stepping into a discipline. And we understand that there are disciplines in the faith. Reading the Word, prayer, spending time with Him, 
fasting, those are disciplines. And it doesn't always come by, oh, wow, I have the feeling and the goosebumps to do it. So intentionally, the Lord or the Spirit of God would come upon us and say, actually, I want you to come into this place. In November, my wife and I, we flew out to Arizona. We did a prophetic conference. And while we were there, the host pastor kind of just looked at me all of a sudden, and he said, um, do you fast? Yo, I hate fasting. Hate, 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 hate fasting. That might be a little too strong a word. I, I dislike it. I like my food. I like to snack. Do I have snackers in the house? I like to snack. Generally, if, if I'm honest, three big meals a day kind of, like, stress me out. If I'm having three small or, or several small meals every three hours, that, that's amazing. Maybe a little sandwich, some chips, and some chicken later on. That's kind of my flow. So all of a sudden, the, the host pastor started thinking, oh, yes, I've, I've been done a 40-day fast. I've done this. I've done that. I'm just my flesh. It's just crying out. No, we don't, we don't want anything to do with that. As soon as I got home, the Lord's like, that's what I'm calling you to. And do you know what? The Lord actually said 2024 for you, Parker, is the year of fasting. There was an inner groaning with inside me. God, what are you asking me to do? And so here I am. This was right before Christmas. This was two weeks before Christmas. I was getting tires on my wife's car and we were in the process and I'm like you know what God I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start the buildup of this fast this way I'm gonna fast one one day a week and I actually I'm gonna actually start it now so we, I mean we can build up and the Lord's like that's great he said let's deal with something else let's deal with social media okay I can fast social media let's fast social media for a week like, okay. The Lord said, I need you to delete it off of your phone. I don't need to delete it. I've got self-control. <laughs> you know where this is going. I'm sitting there at the tire shop subconsciously. I just had this conversation with the Lord. Guess what popped up randomly on my phone? I mean, just random. Instagram. Yo, I don't even know how Instagram popped up on my phone. It magically. No, actually, I clicked buttons, but I didn't realize it. It was so subconscious. At that moment, I had to delete it. But do you know, for the next three days, I started going on my phone and thinking, I'm looking for something. I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'm looking for something. And then after a minute of searching, I'm realizing I'm looking for Facebook app. I'm looking for Instagram app. I detoxed for two weeks. And in that two weeks... I was able to press in and hear the Lord. You see, there's a provoking of the Lord. There's a provoking peace that God's like, can I get you here? And sometimes we might blame the Lord. God, you made that happen. And God's like, I had to get your attention. Jonah, Jonah and the whale. That whale was a provoking element to get Jonah's attention. A couple of weeks ago, some of you will remember when Pastor Dana preached. She used a term, agonia, kind of meaning agony. 
There's an agony when our flesh is pressed. There's this moment where it will not want to yield. And God is saying, I've got to deal with that. I've got to shift it. I have to break it. In order for you to survive what I'm calling you to do, I have to break it in order for you to be used by me. Had to happen with Jonah. Even with Jesus, it said the Spirit led him into the wilderness. There's this pressing that even as a man, even as God himself, both in the same, he had to be pressed in such a way, and then he was tempted. And yet in the pressing, in the temptation, he did not yield. And the enemy fled. And he came out, and his ministry was just ignited. See, this builds character. It brings strength. And when we only allow Holy Spirit to come in and move on us, when the only time we prophesy is when we feel the goose pimples and the music, music's flowing and we're like, oh, now I got a word. If you have the prophetic gift, then you use that muscle because that's the only way you're going to do it. You're going to train it and submit it to the Spirit because the Spirit begins the power. That's the dunamis. But we have to use the disciplines. And we've kind of gone on this place in society as a church thinking, if the Spirit leads me, then I will use the gift. If the Spirit comes upon me, then I will witness. Be the witness. Do you know how many contractors and subcontractors I've had to deal with that were Christians? Oh, yeah, I go to church. I give my tithes. And half the work's not done. Don't tell me you're going to be led by the Spirit to actually do the work that you said you would do. Have the character to do the work that you're supposed to do. That's what God is asking us to do. A lot of times in our lives, we come to this place where being in a hurry is a badge of honor. Being busy is busy about the Lord's work. I have the accreditation because, oh man, I, I had to fly to Honduras last week and we fed, you know, the, the homeless kids out there and then we, we flew to Holland and gave shoes out to the people there and then, you know, two months ago. Okay, that, that's great that God had you do that, but did you rest and be with the Lord? That's what the Lord was talking to Martha about and Mary. And he's like, guys, I want to deal with this with you. Mary's doing this and Martha's doing that. But if you would just be with me, all of these other things would come into place. But be with the bridegroom while the bridegroom's with you. I know that, that Dr. Dana kind of brought this book to light. This book has really kicked me in the proverbial tush, okay? <laughs> John Mark Comer, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. If you haven't gotten it, don't get it if you don't want to be challenged. And what it really is dealing with is stop hurrying. Be with the Lord. What are the things that, that we can cut out of our lives that are a hindrance? One of the things that um, I, I'm probably once every week I'm on a phone call with a gen gentleman in, in Florida and there's a lot of things just going on in his life.
There's a lot of things going on all, all of our lives. But what I noticed is if we don't slow down and allow God to deal with things, then we'll never deal with them. Do you know there's this thing called, I um, can't think of it at the moment. This is great. <laughs> silent walking. There's this concept called silent walking that actually you take a walk and you don't have earbuds or you don't have music and, and when you exercise or you just walk that you're not listening to anything. I've been doing this for years, guys. I, I'm 37, all right? So I'm kind of in between a couple of generations in a way, but I'm not trying to pop in my earbuds every second. What, what are we doing? We're trying to self-medicate because we don't want to be in silence and solitude. Should be up on the screen there, but solitude, solitude does not mean isolation. And this comes from the chapter that we're in from solitude and, and silence. Thank you. My daughter was up last night from midnight to 2, 2 a.m. It was not silent. Thank you, Bonnie. It was not silence. Oh, we prayed. We prayed in tongues. We did a lot of things. <laughs> Solitude does not mean isolation. A lot of times it's very easy to isolate when we're trying to, to deal with the solitude. Solitude is engagement. Isolation is escape. Solitude is safety. Isolation is danger. Solitude is how you open yourself up to God. Isolation is painting a target on your back for the tempter. See, what begins to happen is there's an inner dialogue. And I, I hear the Lord really saying in this year that inner dialogue has to be reconciled with the Lord. When I go into the place of a prayer room and I actually sit quiet but before the Lord, you know what happens? My thought life takes over in that silence. And it's louder than anything in that room. It's louder than that cricket. It's louder than the street noise outside. It's louder than even the voice of God. Because what I haven't done is I haven't learned to tame that flesh. And that flesh is going to yell and scream. Friends, that's why we, we fast. And what I've noticed is as I've gone into a place of fasting, there's a purification where that, that flesh is then tamed. That inner dialogue is beginning to tame. We don't like sitting with ourselves. Many years ago, I was on staff at another church, and one of the things I had to do or had the privilege of doing was driving the head pastor around to four different campuses on a Sunday. And he said, Parker, do you ever go around in silence? No, I like my music. I li listen to my praise music. He says, I want to challenge you. Just listen to the Lord in silence. And at first it was unnerving. It was hard. It was difficult. But you know what? I found the Lord to begin to open doors. And I began to realize I had this inner di dialogue that wasn't great. So what do I mean by inner dialogue? All of a sudden you're sitting down. You're in the room. Maybe you're like, okay, God, I... I want you to just speak to me. Here I am. All of a sudden, you start thinking, well, I have the electric bill I have to pay. And you know what? So-and-so didn't get, get back to me. Mm, did I offend him? Oh, no. Uh, you know, 
Pastor Sky didn't smile and say hi to me today. Maybe she's mad at me. Oh, no, did I remember to tithe? Maybe that's why Pastor Matt didn't greet me at the door. Uh, you know, oh, no, I, f I forgot. I forgot to bring that can to, to the house of blessing. And you know what? They don't, they're not going to like me. I might as well not even go to harvest. And this is just the first 20 seconds of being silent. When I talk to you about silence and solitude, I'm coming from a place of I'm having to walk it out. Now I am walking out. I'm having to walk it out. There's a provoking of the Lord right now in the season with my wife and I. There's some things, personal things, that I'm not going to share at the moment publicly. But there is this place where we are, are heartbroken at, and we're at a place of desperation. And we're like, God, can you move? And yet what's beginning to happen is it's like, God, would you, God's asking us to sit with him in silence and in solitude. And in that place, I'm going to tell you, there's dialogue inside full of fear. There's dialogue of, God, are you really going to do these things? Because I'm struggling with this outcome if you're saying this is the reality. And the truth is, I believe in the God of the Bible. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And I believe in Jesus that walked on the water, that raised the dead. That's the Jesus I believe in. And that's the Jesus that I've seen do miraculous things in my life. And yet when I sit there, and I'm in the silence enemy gets in there. But did God say? And that fear creeps in. Do you know the place of fasting begins to tame that flesh? So I can begin to hear God saying there's a promise here. Son, even if you don't see this the way you think you need to see it, I am with you in this. And the reality is many times this place of silence reconnects us with the heart of God. And we've missed it because we've constantly are saying, I want this, I want that. And yet we don't silence every other voice. We don't silence the news media. Guys, I love praise music. I love getting in, into my, my place of, of hearing the Lord, my, my secret place, and turning on my worship music, and laying out before the Lord and just soaking in his presence. I love it. But there's this, this provoking that God says, can you be with me? Over the years of training in the prophetic, I've had several different mentors. And one particular mentor really, really worked on her team with, we're going to spend an hour just being before the Lord. Nothing else. This is in addition to reading. This is addition to prayer. But just be with the Lord. Oh, <laughs> it was hard. But you know what? There's a byproduct of it because when I came up to her, I always felt spiritually naked because I could tell she had been in the presence of the Lord and it was like she could see through and through because she had constant encounters with the Lord. We would sit there and she's like, somebody's got a prophetic word. She's like, Parker, do you have a prophetic word? Yes, I got a prophetic word. This was new when I was new in the prophetic. Stand up and give a prophetic word to me. I hear the Lord saying da 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 And she might be in the back of the room. She might be in the front of the room. And she would say, and? I, I don't know. Did you ask the Lord? 
and he said such and such. Because she was in that place of solitude with the Lord, she was actually hearing prophetically what the Lord was giving me prophetically. Wow. Just because she began to walk in the principles and art of walking with the Lord in silence and solitude. See, these disciplines deal with the flesh and purging fear. Pastor Matt talks a lot about all the exercise training that he's done over the years. I would like to tell you that I've done a lot. I've done some, but <laughs> not as much as, as maybe Pastor Matt has over the years. But there's this process. And there are those moments where you don't want to go out there and start doing the workout. There are the moments that you've been doing it for three months and you're just so excited and yet you're like, I'm, I'm skipping today. I just, I don't have it. And then you skip and you fall off the train. It derails you. But that's the point. And this book, of course, we're wanting to go to Scripture. Of course, we're constantly saying, go to the Word. This is what the book does. It's talking to you about knowing it. You know, last week Esther gave you some five good points of homework. Did anybody do those five, five things? See a couple of hands. There was a purpose that Esther wanted to say, hey, here are some things to, to do. Here are some things that I want you to be able to, to succeed in this. And it's just not just walking around, hey, I'm going to spend time with the Lord. But there is a byproduct of this. There's a freedom in it. Because what we're doing is we're self-medicating. Even with pastors online, we're self-medicating. We're self-medicating with Mav City. We're self-medicating with worship music. That's not the intent of the worship music. The worship music was not prostituted so you can get a fix and not deal with what God's asking you to deal with. I've done it, friends, and it doesn't work out. I've sat in the back and said, I've got to be in worship. That's the only thing sustaining me. And the Lord's like, no, you've got to be before me. That's what's going to be the thing and the defining factor to get your heart healed. Know the why. Why are we wanting to do these things? Why are we wanting to step into this, this discipline? And over the next several weeks, we're going deeper into, like, the Sabbath. Why do we need to have an awe and revere of the Sabbath again? Honestly, friends, our whole mentality has to shift. It has to shift. I don't know about you, but I'm coming into 2024 not satisfied. And I'm not satisfied because I can't get enough of sermons and worship music, I'm not satisfied because I'm realizing there's holes in my life that I've got to deal with. There's character flaws that I've got to iron out. And honestly, when I start looking at my nine-month-old baby, and there's times where I look at her and I see some of my same attributes, I'm like, ooh, I better watch myself. I see her little temper. I wonder where she got that from. She got it from me. Allow the Holy Spirit to deal with us in the place of the silence. What does it look like? Easy. Let's just do three minutes. Three minutes of silence. 
for a few days. Some of you are like, oh, <laughs> I got that down. Bet. You know what happened? You know, I've been on this journey for a little while. And you know what? Every time I'm, I'm in, like, my time of prayer, I'm looking around like, you know what? I need to fix that corner around, around there. I don't like the way that looks. You know what? I, I need to hang those pictures. I haven't done that in a while. You know what? I did want to do that with the, the computer, and I wanted to do this thing. And Lord's like, come back, come back, Parker. Come back. I'm right here. I'm right here. So you know what I did the other night? I couldn't be here um, last Wednesday night. But I felt so convicted when I heard Esther's message that I turned on every single light in my house. And I sat down in the dark. So I couldn't see anything to work on. I had nothing that my mind could distract me by. And I said, here I am, Lord. Here am I. Because what I'm doing is I'm pushing that flesh down. It's time to push down that flesh. It's time to deal with that inner dialogue when that fear comes in and says, well, I don't know if I can trust God right now. You know what? Is that really what Scripture says? It's time to deal with that. And that's what Scripture is asking us to do. There's great benefits when we do this. You know why? You know what happened two weeks out of detox social media? I was less stressed. You know what a less stressed Parker does? He doesn't make crazy financial decisions that then put a strain on his family, so then he can buy formula that is needed, right? But because he's not stressed, he remembers to get the formula that puts us less stress on his pregnant wife for his nine-month-old baby. See the byproduct? Just by doing one thing? And this is how to become a healthy man and woman of God. There's a place that we can deal with that. It's a beautiful place. It's a hard place. A place of silence and solitude. Can we go ahead and stand? I'm not wanting to tell you to do this because I've done it. I don't want to give you a three-week plan and tell you this is going to help you get rich fast. This is going to help launch your ministry career. This is going to give you a breakthrough. You're going to see your prodigals come home. You're going to see all the miracles that you've asked God for. Can it be just enough to say Jesus did it? I'm not above my master. Jesus did it. And he didn't do it once. He did it many times. Let's step into this year willing to deal with our thoughts, willing to deal with those uncomfortable places, whether it's in the silence and solitude, whether it's in honoring a place of the Sabbath, whether it's understanding the simplicity of life and allowing God to begin to deal with us because honestly God's dealing with the church. And then he's dealing with the world. And I'd rather God deal with me privately than publicly. Let's just open up our hands. Let's take a moment and pray. Father, we just give you 
this January? Would you sanctify it? Would you purify it? And would you cleanse it? Oh, Holy Spirit, as we kind of place this dedication of this year before you, we want to see these miracles that you've been promising. We want to see you revive the church and bring revival. But most importantly, we want to walk with you. So, Father, would you help us when the, the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak? Lead us into a place of solitude and silence. Lead us into a place of provoking into that wilderness so we can begin to deal with these issues and allow you to come in. So, Holy Spirit, we invite you, even tonight, into this, this place. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.